Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Those of the Even Rush Network, viewers discretion is advised. Queens of New York podcast. Live on the Even Rush Network. Real, raw, and uncut Queens. Yay, happy Monday. Is it a happy Monday? No, it's a happy Monday. We woke up today. We happy. <laughs> <laughs> Yo, you ain't sick at all. So, yeah, it's a happy Monday. It's I ain't got, Monday. I don't, I don't, look, I ain't got monkey pox that I know of yet. Because, like I was saying, it take, three week, it take three weeks to show the fuck up. So, who the fuck That is different. That's crazy. We don't want from a, well, we still in a pandemic. From a, a whole flu-like virus to now some next level. The chicken, I don't know. They say, I mean, they say it. The people were saying it's like the chicken pox, but then people were saying that they trying to classify it as like a, a STD. A STD, I was reading. I was like, what? But that's crazy because they said you can catch it just by touching someone's clothes. Yes, yes. Like if they was like, if you wore somebody's clothes, uh, towel, washcloth, um, even no, if somebody's or something. It's this is terrible. I am glad I do not borrow nobody's shit. I don't wear the same size. I don't wear the same size as nobody, and I don't go to nobody's house to wash up. Right, right, girl. This is so please. <laughs> Literally. Mm. And the kids be mad at me. My, you don't go outside. You need to go outside. Technically, I really don't. I, I, I want to wear everything offline. Look, I want to go outside, but do I want to go outside? I want right, right, right. I want to catch I a fall. I, I was outside yesterday, so I don't know. Now nah, I wasn't outside. I went outside this weekend. No, so, in Prospect Park, you know they have like the little movie thing in the summertime. So they had Fame in the Park on Saturday. So me, my sister, and one of her friends, we went. We went to that. How was it? <laughs> it was cute because. Before before they put the movie on, they had like a a um a choir from from Harlem. They were really really good. That's good. That's good. That was good. And then you know, Fame is a depressing movie. It's a good movie, but it has so many depressing parts. It's so dark. I okay, like, we gotta go. They should have played something a little bit more upbeat. Like we need to see Grease or sounds spicy, right? Something we needed something with a little bit more liveliness because this is I was like <laughs> this is depressing. Me. Lord, so that means you had a good weekend. My weekend was pretty okay, I must say. Well, I just mainly worked. That's no I must say, I saw, I saw you had some orders. I saw that. Yeah, I had some. I had orders since like Thursday. So I seen that. I don't, I don't know if that Chanel inspired cake was this weekend or was that today? But that was but yesterday. Cause baby, you like that one? I was kind of nervous. I was like, oh god, cause it was still warm, and that's why I don't do a lot of fondant cakes in the um summer. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to be soft. So I have to right. do it literally the night before. And then I got to have the house freezing cold just so everything can sit how I want it to sit. So when I stack it, everything's good. But that one there, that one was, that one was an interesting one. The whole thing was kind of edible except for the flowers. The top mm-hmm. piece of the, um, the perfume bottle, the white piece, was on um, Rice Krispie Street. So 
I was like, okay, because she asked me, could it be edible? And I gave her the options if it was edible or not. And she wanted she wanted it to be edible. So okay, girl, yeah. I see you out here working. Yeah, I'm tired. <laughs> is, is, is it RuPaul's song? Yeah, she'd be like, work. Now turn to the girl, I'm tired. Now, I want to catch a flight, but I don't want to come back itching and shit. So I don't know. Right? That's my whole thing. Is I'm like, I think I think I I thought about catching a flight, but I don't think it's gonna happen because I don't know. I'm pretty sure. I'm as my sister said. Um, what she said? She said 19 is de- was definitely on a plane. <laughs> See? COVID 19. That is. Um, <laughs> and I'm pretty sure monkey pox is too. Especially yeah, this is yeah, this is a different. Especially if they're going to take three weeks, you know, and they, you know, they don't like properly sanitize those damn planes. So that's why you got to wear your long pants and or your long leggings, and you got to dress like you you in the winter, be so everything could be calm. Anyway, because to me, it's cold on a damn plane. Anyway, I have on a hood, a shirt, some sweatpants, my socks. Oh God. Uh, 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 I have on my neck pillow. It, it be serious for me. Okay. Now I don't know, <laughs> but I, I definitely want a flight. I definitely do. Plus, Jojo get ready to go back for college. Like, I, it, it, it might little. I don't know. It might literally have to be like. But I, I think we'll get a shutdown soon. I don't know why I feel that way, but I think we do because we already declared a um. State of emergency for one. They're not shutting. They're not shutting down no more. I don't. I, I well, don't listen. But I'm gonna tell you why I feel it because we already declared a state of emergency at the moment, and then on top of it, um, you know, the college kids is getting ready to go back to school, mm-hmm. and then um, down south, they're getting ready to go back to school. So now everybody's in the enclosed environment. Unfortunately, it is very impossible um, for our kids to get sick, and if Absolutely. and that's it spread the most in the um in the schools with COVID. Before but what that. I'm trying to say is, I don't think they're gonna do another shutdown after they saw what happened with COVID. They're gonna like, we lost too much money for that, girl. And Bob. you know that's what rules the world. Everything is ruled by money. They like, we had to kick out way. Too, they had to kick out way too much money, and right. then people wasn't going to work. They like. Mm-mm. We're not doing but that. But everybody took that little other <laughs> yeah, Which one gonna pay for? Like an extra six hundred dollars you had to get <laughs> and a stimmy? Oh, right. No. But I was reading something out. I think we towards the end of the month they're gonna be starting to issue out stimulus payments again. I hope so. I was reading something on one of the news, New York Times or New York. So I know it was one of them articles that came up that I was reading. Um, they supposed to be issuing out. Oh, what's the name? And I was like, okay. I don't know. First of all, I I seen something. What is it? What was it? Was it for a stimulus or was it? I think it was like, um, college reimbursement. Like not reimburse. Like reimbursement. Yeah. They were like going yeah. to clear clear off your um, you, you know your your, your debt. debt. Like that. Okay. But it was like if you was making six figures, I was like, nigga, if I was making six figures, I wouldn't give a shit about you clearing my debt because I could probably do that shit myself. <laughs> Girl, but no, they have some type of plan that, um, to save you like from the whole college debt. The only catch was you can't go back to school, so a lot of people were opting out and taking that program. I was like, well, I ain't going back to school, they ain't got to worry about me. I didn't went to 55 different schools, I don't want to go back to school. I know that's right, I don't, I don't want to. So they ain't got to worry about me. So just pay my shit off, um, President Biden, please. And 
<laughs> I love you a long time. Okay. Right, call it a day, right? Sure. But yeah, but my weekend was okay. Everything's going all right. But yes, you see, as we can see, everybody, uh, one of our queens, uh, she's running a little late, so she'll be tuning in. We have uh, get that baby from the babysitter. That's what that is. Huh? I said because she had to get that baby from the babysitter. Yeah, when she called me, he was in the back hollering. I said, "What you doing to my baby?" He's just how she's like. I'm just trying to get home. <laughs> he be hollering when he got when she got him and when she has him in the seat. Let her fall. Let his father put him in the seat. He. Oh wow. Oh Lord! Oh, he always gonna give her a hard time. <laughs> he was like, he was showing no fussing. He's showing he no like fuss. I know who, I know who to and who not to with. <laughs> Jesus, and she's the two with not not right. Uh -huh. <laughs> he said, not my daddy. Oh man! But yeah, this weekend was pretty okay, and it wasn't so hot. It was hot, but it wasn't so hot. But I know we're getting ready for another heat wave. Me, I believe the end let of this. Let me tell you something. I looked at the I looked at the weather today, and the weather said, you know, today is a high of seventy nine. I was like, okay. And then I looked at the weather for tomorrow. It's why I said shit say ninety two degrees. How so then the heat was starting tomorrow. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And then it's not to mention it's probably going to be humid, so it's going to feel like ninety nine degrees outside. Right. So then I might need to keep my AC on tonight. You better keep that bitch pumping. I had turned it off because it was feeling nice. Even like when I went yeah, out. Today, it was morning. literally, it was only like 70 degrees today and it had like a little rain. So, you know, the rain cools it down some. Right. So it was like yeah. 70 degrees like all day today. It wasn't like nothing major. Nothing major. Tomorrow they say 92 and it's going to be nice and bright and um, hot outside. Hot. Hot monkeypox. <laughs> And that's probably when the monkey pops be out too. The monkey yeah. pops said, oh, it's hot outside. Right, right. Y'all ain't want to listen when it was COVID time, so we gonna y'all gonna listen now. Everybody, I, I swear, that's, I swear that's what they doing to us. They like y'all asses. We gonna make y'all stay in the house. Y'all gonna stay in the house. Literally, I feel like that's what they trying to do. I don't know if they trying to get rid of us, like bump us so off. I don't know, but they they also saying you know what they saying monkey pops is. Uh, hitting gay and bisexual men the most. I'm like, why are y'all, why are y'all making it sound like it's a gay disease? Like, why would y'all do that? And then now you're gonna be looking at people side eyes. So you was on the low then, <laughs> <laughs> like that lady, like the lady that was on the train. Right. Like, you have monkeypox. What were you doing? Right. I, I was like, well, what is? Because I, you know me, I'm just, I'm just an idiot. I'm just an asshole oh, at times. No. At times, and I was like, "So, what are they trying to say? Like, you get monkeypox from doing it in the ass?" Oh God! I was like, "But women, but there are women out here who love to do that too. So, what, what's the difference?" Right, right. There's a right. yeah, 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 yeah. I don't. I'll be like, don't for "No, thank you for me." <laughs> I get it. I mean, you know what? I will never kink shame anyone. If you have a specific kink and that's what you like. I'm not gonna kink shame you, but let, I'm gonna let you know it ain't for me. And that's one of them that right. ain't for me. Right. That's that's not my thing. But yes, at all. Everybody today, pretty what okay. Are, what are, what we talking about today? Dealing dealing with grief. Dealing with grief, yes, and we have our special guest here. Where's she at? She's in VA and it's raining. And when it when it starts to rain in VA, their internet is trash. Yeah, but I know she's in the library as well. Let me. <laughs> yeah, um, I, I don't think. I, look, I feel like it doesn't matter where the hell you at. Once it start raining in certain places, 
It's trash. The internet be trash. Then she go. Then she go. Hold on, cause then we trying to go. <laughs> but now she frozen. See, I told you, she gonna be looking like uh, she gonna be looking like Nelly when he did his verses with Ludacris. Christmas <laughs> <laughs> is on. Hey, boo. I was backstage. Can you hear me? Yes, we can yes. hear you. Can you hear me? Yes. Oh. We can hear you. Yes. Yes, so introduce yourself, Virginia, please. For the last couple of days, so it has been raining, and when it rains, um, sometimes we get blackouts. And so we just experienced another blackout since I've been here. That's why I came to, to the library both of staying home because I felt like I was going to lose internet service. It's still didn't work. <laughs> So as you can see, it's better than being in a house with no with no internet. That's definitely right. Well, we have our other queen. Hello, precious. Welcome, welcome. Welcome. Little delay, little delay. But well, um, introduce yourself, our guests, and let us know where you know you did say you in VA. So let us know about yourself. Let us know you know what brings you to the Queens NYC podcast today. Uh oh. Hello, everyone. She's frozen. Oh, man. Yeah, you sound a little um, muffled. She, it, it sounds like she's breaking up. Damn, you no, VA and your blackouts. If you can't see us, you may have to call can us. You hear me now? Okay, we can hear you right now. No, you sound really bad. Call in. Yeah, you might have to just call in because your connection is not good. Okay, all right. Okay, wait. You're gonna have to just give us a call in. You have a pen and paper, well, so it I'm sounds like it sounds like her audio is. It sounds like her audio was better than her visual. It sounds like her visual. It looked like her visual was like staying. And her, her, like you could hear her talking, but. Did you got this? Yes, I got this. I absolutely got this. You Jesus. Yeah, he just bit the shit out of her. This is how you gonna end. This is how he gonna end up not getting breastfed. You ain't gonna taking too many bites. We have to change the number. And he's not. Okay, it. never mind. Y'all come get y'all brother. Absolutely not. He just bit me. <laughs> get him. Homie, get him. They like, nah. What was your weekend, Precious? My weekend was just fine, actually. Um, I stayed in. I stayed in. Yeah, I stayed in. My weekend was fine. Stop. This is, yo. <laughs> My weekend was fine. <laughs> Yo, I'm really trying to find a group. I don't have it. I'm trying to get it together. Y'all nephew is running circles around me. I'm too old for all of this. Send help. You know, all of that. My weekend was just fine. My weekend was fine. That's good. Now he's trying to hit you. I saw that. He's, trying, he's flaring up. He's trying to get... Um. Oh, she's on. Our um, guest is on. Hello? Hello. Yes. Okay. Much clearer. Yes. So yes. Please. Unfortunately, we sorry that you can't. You couldn't do your audio just because of your connection. 
So explain to us, you know, introduce yourself, tell us about you, and, you know, we'll just take it from there. Okay. So my name is Sakina Freeman. I am a licensed social worker. Um, I am a certified youth counselor as well as a licensed life insurance agent in the state of Virginia and a few other states. Um, so what was the question you want to even talk a little bit about? Like, no, tell us, you know, just tell us about, you know, what you do. You said you are a traveling social worker when I spoke to you. So you hit various states yeah. and, you you know, you work with the children, I'm guessing. <laughs> you know, because I've never heard of a traveling social worker. So I know of the ones, you know, that's local in the five boroughs. They come, they do their visits. How does how did you get into the field of traveling more so, for, for starters? So I've been a social worker for over 10 years, have worked with various um, settings, um, worked with various populations. And when you're in the field working for such a long time, you sort of get bored. Right. Um, mm. So this opportunity arrives. And so Travel Social Worker, Travel Social Worker has been around for, I think, about like 10 or, or 15 years because since the pandemic, everyone has mm -hmm. been trying to come aboard and become a a travel social worker. I mean, you make decent money. You go to different states. You're there for anywhere between three months to six months. Um, so longest I think you can be at an assignment is nine months. And they, you travel to different states. You get the chance to meet new people. You get the chance to meet, you know, get new experience. And it's just a wonderful opportunity. Okay. Well, when I get bored, I normally try to quit. No, I'm just... <laughs> I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Girl, I'm with you. I, I don't want to travel. I just want to quit. Let me let me try something else. That's what I, man. Listen, I was like, huh? No. The absence of my entire. No, you know what it is. She absolutely. She must absolutely love what she do. So, right. Right. Work, right. Yeah, I like what I do now. But before, I was like, uh, it's I. You know what? I quit. I don't want to do this no more. I'm over it. <laughs> Yep, so mm, I'll take a leave. But you're a traveling masseuse, though, right? Yeah, I do travel. What's the furthest you travel to? Who? What's the furthest? I just travel inside the state of New York because that's where my light my license is valid. I don't usually travel outside of the state, but I'm about to get I'm about to get nationally certified, um, licensed, nice. so I can, you know, because you know when I when I move, I'm gonna need to have me a job. So right. I'm, gonna, right. I'm, gonna need, I'm gonna need to be I'm gonna need to be licensed in that state too. So I'm gonna have to get nationally licensed because I don't actually know where I'm gonna be living yet. Lord. But I'm leaving New York. I can tell you that shit. Terrible you leaving me, you leaving me. So Shakina, I you know you Huh? You don't have to stay here. I know. I'm <laughs> contemplating. I'm contemplating. I don't know. I'm kind of scared of wildlife. I want snakes and, 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 and I don't know. Go travel to another state. Huh? I said, take the leap of faith and move to another state. Amen. I'm thinking about it, but like I said, I'm scared of the wildlife. I don't want you know snakes coming no up. No one said you gotta live in the middle of the country. I don't need these big ass snakes on the top of my roof. I I, I don't know. I'm kind of scared. I don't need my dog to be somebody's snake or dear lunch. I, I'm kind of no, I don't know. I just, I, I'm not. Look, first of all, I don't know what it is, but I just had a big ass spider in my house. So what's the difference? I don't know. It depends on what part of Queens you're in. It might be the little cousin side. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> you should be 
Right, see, so I don't know. And then it be too hot. I don't like to tan, so that's another thing. Yeah, and we don't want to be nowhere where it's hot. That something wrong with her. I need warm weather all year long. I don't, I, I don't want to tan. I, I don't like the heat, but then I don't want to be in the sun. I have, I gotta take um the vitamin. What is it? What I, vitamin. I gotta take vitamin D because my I don't get, I don't be outside too much. You don't like to be in the sun. And what my doctor? Nah, you know what? I'm not even gonna lie. A lot of black women are uh, deficient in vitamin D. Period. But my, when my doctor told me that. I was like, damn, I really don't be outside. If I gotta take vitamin D, I was like, well, we can substitute it for another vitamin D. But you know, it ain't the same thing. He was like, what is wrong with you? I said, I'm just saying. You know, I don't want to be taking 50 million pills, but I'm just saying. You know, you did suggest that. I'm just giving an alternative. But yeah, Shakina, you mentioned you are a author and a co-author. So please tell us about that. So, and I just wanted to just piggyback off what you said. So, Emily, that is that that's one of the biggest issues is that um, I don't want to say people of color, but black females or black black people just don't are not out in the sun enough, and we lack that vitamin vitamin mm-hmm. D. Right. So when you do go to the doctor, they make you put on they put you on vitamin D um tablets. Yeah. So just go out and enjoy the sun. Enjoy the sun just a little bit. I don't know. I don't know. But, um, anyway. But we have so, a picture of your book up. I, I know you can't see it, but we have a picture of your book up. Joy comes in the morning. So, yes. Um, okay, so I am one of the co-authors for the book entitled Joy Comes in the Morning. It is a ninety days of both, you know. Um, it is by 90 different authors. We all come mm-hmm. from different walks of life, and we all talk about our experience, um, um, our testimony, our adversity with, um, excuse me, there we go again. Can you hear me? Yeah. Yes. Okay, I'm sorry. Um, so we all share our, our testimonies. Our um, our different adversities and life experiences with um, with just life per se. With grief, can you hear me? I'm sorry. Yes, yes, we can hear you now. Okay, with um, with with grief, and so mm-hmm. each one of us, um, each one of the co-authors, we write about our experience and we talk about the the outcome of our grief, um, what we learned from out of it, what was the joy that we got from out of it, what was um, some of, even some of the pain, we just talk about that, and we share our experiences with Carol, that's what this book is all about, and we're sharing our experiences, how we got, how we were able to overcome those, um, that, that grief and that pain, and what did we do with it, right? And so for me, when I had experienced all of this grief last year, I took all of that that pain and I took it pen and paper, so I started writing. And um, out of all of the, the, the depth that I had lost last year, I was able to start my own business for Hill and Heart Minus LLC. And with my business, I um, I provide life insurance. I provide um, consultation, which is that I help people try to figure out what is the best um, advance here life planning for them, um, the directives, so there's advanced directives, there's the will, 
there's um, a trust. I help them try to figure out which one is best suitable for them and their family at that time. Um, I look over their, their policies, and sometimes, a lot of times, most of the time, their policies are sort of competitive and their lifestyle changes, right? So you don't really need uh, $500,000 life insurance to sort of get kids only spending all of this money and get a fixed income. So just taking a second look at their policies and making sense of what, um, how they how can they can have a policy that's current to their situation, um, making sure that they are putting in those those advanced directives, those healthcare proxies, making sure that they have a obituary so I can help them do that as well. And then um, providing grief grief counseling. Grief counseling is so important because so often many people we lose loved ones and we don't get any counseling. And right. that is one of the most important things that we harbor those feelings for years and years and we have all of these behaviors and we don't know why. Like why am I acting this way? Or why do I um, why do I get this way I'm on a certain time? And it's because you have like unresolved grief. And so that's what I do. I provide this counseling and if a person um, is struggling really for a long time with grief, um, that no longer goes to counseling and it becomes therapy and I can provide therapy as I am a therapist at this time. Okay, cool. And how many authors um said it's a great book? Make sure you comment. You said there's ninety. You said there's ninety authors with in, in that book, right? So Yep, it's ninety authors. And like I said, they each everyone comes from all walks of life. And it's a good thing, right? So this is a good reference for someone that is really struggling with grief to pick up this book and hopefully you can find some um, you know, some tools from out of this. But also mm-hmm. too, it's a good way of networking, right? So a lot of people want to know how to start a book. A lot right. of people want to talk to um people from um that are authors that have magazines and stuff like that. If you purchase this book, you will find a host of people, like I said, all walks of life with different careers, um, with different businesses, and they all in this book and they have their their contact information for you to get in contact with. That's beautiful. Hey, Vet, how are you? And Dawn said hey, it's, it's a great book. I guess he would know since she dropped my copy of the book to him and he didn't drop it off to me. So, Ooh, yeah. you went there. Oh, God. <laughs> of course he would know the book is good because he has a copy. And, you know, I couldn't read it and let the ladies know. So, of course he would know. So, um, reach out, um, please let um, everyone know how they can re- um, purchase the book from you or, you know, your website or your email address so they can reach out to you so you can purchase it, so they can purchase it and send it to, um, so you can send it to them, possibly autograph or however, if you're in, um, you know, New York, you can meet up with them, you know, various things. Okay. Um, so my email address is info at healingheart.com. Um, my business website is killingheartsmindandsoul.org and my number is 757-670-8384. Wait, I could put the phone number in there. I couldn't get all those emails. I was, I was like, what? I got right. I have to uh, <laughs> I'll put it. Um, but I Right, I know we're gonna go to commercial soon, but um, we are talking about grief and everything. Um, is the whole book basic basically on dealing with grief in various ways? Yes, so it is a 90 day devotional and it is 
talking about grief and loss. Any type of mm-hmm. loss that's experienced in life, and we all experience loss in life, that, that is considered a part of grief. And there, we talk about that in this book. Okay. Okay. And it's yeah, grief. Any a young- lot of people think grief is just like mourning someone's death, but you can it you can grieve many situations. It doesn't just have to be a death. A lost close friend. When they hear grief, that's what they automatically think of. They automatically mm-hmm. think of okay. When you talk about grief counseling or grief, I, I didn't lose a lost one, but you lost a limb, right? Didn't you just mm-hmm. lose a leg or you lost a job or you lost the independence because you or you or you or you had a breakup you have to grieve that relationship right don asked that he said his relationship was in the house it's any type of loss that you experience in life got it got it and where can it look where can i get that book um so you're gonna go you're gonna either send me an email you can reach me you can send me a text or okay. you can go to my business website and you can just send me a link um, and I will be able to um, send the book um, to you. So you send me your address. It's uh, payment options is either Zell or Cash App and you're going to send it to my business website or you're going to send it to the phone number which is 757-670-8384. And the website again is healingheartsmindandsoul.org. My email is info at I have it um via text already, so I'll um you know reiterate it to the ladies and also put it under the link so um various people can find you on Facebook and the other platforms that we're on that are visible, such as YouTube as well. Um everything that's like you know, just audio, iHeart Radio and everything. Hopefully they just take the time out to listen to what you just mentioned. Dawn okay. A couple of questions. Is relationship loss in the book, and does it say how how you can fix it? Um, no, it doesn't tell you how you can fix it. Um, if if you have experienced any type of, of loss with a relationship, depending on if it was a, a real sour uh, breakup or if it was a loss where that person has um, has died or expired, that still requires some sort of counseling, right? Because you have to. You have to process that whole entire relationship. And then also, too, you have to learn how to move on without that person. So all of those dreams, all of those goals and all that stuff, that sort of goes away with that person. And so now you have to start to create a new life for yourself. What does that new life look like without that person being in it? And sometimes people do not have to but there's various losses like um i guess maybe in his instincts could be maybe it doesn't necessarily mean a death situation you know um with a loss of relationship right and so like i said it could be like a sour breakup but look when you have a sour breakup you put that person for a long time that person wants you you probably want to be at the same household and as you now um you know you are paying the bills on your own house how are you going to deal with that do you have children involved now you have to deal with, you know, your children becoming a single parent. That also is a loss of that person being there helping you 24-7, right? Um, mm-hmm. Loss of income, loss of love, loss of all of those dreams. Maybe I want to get married. Maybe I want to go on all these family trips and, and venture out. That's a loss because now that you're not with that person, 
perform with that is going with them. Mm-hmm. Yep. And so I think a lot of times what happens is that people struggle with that because, you know, they, they, they mope and that is all normal because grief is normal. And um, they go through that whole process and then they don't know how to bounce back. And so they sometimes they result to alcohol or sometimes they result to other maladaptive behaviors because they just don't know what to do. And people don't care, right? Honestly, I hate to say that, but people don't care. If you go through a breakup, sometimes people say, well, I'm glad it's you and not me. Or they, yeah. they just don't know what to say when people are going through rough times. And so what they do is that they sort of separate themselves from that person. But the person is already alone. So if that person does not have any friends or family to actually reach out to them, that's going to be supportive to them. They are alone twice, right? So they are alone, they are alone to deal with all of that stuff by themselves. And then they are right. alone again because they don't have that support network. And so the person starts to decline. Mm. And and that's one of the most important things about, like, getting um, recounting. Again, it's not all about death. It's about the loss of of whatever it is that you're missing in your life. And so now you have to rebuild your whole entire life without that person. But before you do that, you have to, sorry to say, it's the RIP that life. So you have to put that, you have to really think of all the stuff that you wanted to do. And it's not saying that you can't do it. It's just realizing that you can't do it with that person because that person is no longer there. All right. Okay. Yep. Interesting, interesting. But we are definitely on a 30-minute mark, and we're going to run pay some bills. Um, we're going to pay our commercial. And, you know, but um, I know you mentioned that, like you said, you travel. We have, um, as you know, we are all three independent uh, women. Well, I, well, we're independent, dependent. We're not going to say, we can't say Precious is independent because Precious is an independent, dependent. Right, right. Right, so, um, but we all have businesses, if you were not aware, Rainbow and um, Rainbow is a masseuse. And she does, uh, what is it, Rainbow Refreshers, if y'all don't follow her already. A mixologist, a mixologist. I'm out here mixing these drinks up, baby. That's exactly what she is. Please follow her on Rainbow Refreshers, um, One by Rainbow. She's also a travel agent as well, since you are in various states and stuff. You know, maybe you might want to hit her up for that as well. I also do a little insurance, too, like her. See, see, uh-huh. If anything, um, as well. Envious Creations on Instagram and Facebook. No special asterisks. Um, uh, 360 Photos is up and coming. Precious is uh, getting that in order and getting that. She got to get herself in a groove. Yes, she's trying to get it together. She's trying to get it together. <laughs> if you're also trying to come on the platform as well, we still have currently a little bit of room on how to, um, you know, get your own podcast going on the Evening Rush Network. So reach out to us on that. If anybody else is looking to start a podcast on the network, this is how you go about doing it. We're going to run our little commercial. shows and do not know where to start? The Evening Rush Network can help you with that. Call us at 929-441-2417 or email us at theeveningrushnetwork at gmail.com for dates and prices. We got you for all your podcast needs. The Evening Rush Network. Tune in, subscribe, and share. Queens of New York Podcast. Who's that? 
Yes, and we are back. Yes, I don't know what he's doing back there. He must be pushing push buttons. It wasn't me this time. But we are back, everybody. Um, if you missed the first part of the show, we have a co-author slash author. She's telling us about um, the book that she wrote a chapter in in regarding to grief. Um, Miss Shakina, she's also a traveling social worker. The book she's written is also posted. Joy comes in the morning. Please, mm-hmm. please reach out to her. Let her know it's ninety different officer um authors. Okay, <laughs> ninety different <laughs> authors giving you um various views on their own on grief and things that they went to and very you know get things that they went through. Also, if you like, I mentioned follow us at Rainbow Refreshers, Rainbow what what one by Rainbow. And Envious Creations and 360 Photos up and coming. If you don't already, please follow us at Queens of NYC Podcast. If you don't have the app already, download the app. You can watch any any show of ours on the Evening Rush Network in the App Store, your Google Store, your Apple Store, whichever store on your phone, download it. The app is currently free. That possibly will be changing soon enough. You have to pay for the app if you wait a little bit too long. But Give us our money. Right, <laughs> send us some coins, please, and thank you respectfully. But yes, um, <laughs> today's topic um, is um, dealing with grief. Everybody deals with grief differently. Everybody deals with grief in their own type of way. There's no one way to go about it. So, and grief isn't just the loss of a of a, it isn't just a death. death. Yes, correct. Grief can be a loss of anything. If anything, like she was saying, she a uh, loss of a job. Loss of wage, you know, uh, a relationship. Y'all broke up. That's a loss. Well, it it may not be a loss. It might be a gain. Get that mm, bad person about your life. Right. <laughs> it's their loss, not yours. <laughs> or it could oh, be a loss that. of a relationship. Like, like she mentioned, you know, you thought you seen yourself with this person and it didn't work out that way. You know, something. But a lot of times I think, you know, when it comes to certain um, situations in our adult life, shit, a lot of times in the children, your younger life too, we have a problem apologizing. So if my mm-hmm. thing, instead of taking ownership, you'd rather not have the person there. You'd rather not apologize. You'd rather not deal with it and accept ownership. And a lot of times that's where the loss comes into place. Like, well, Fuck it, she laughed. Well, fuck it, he laughed. And this is this is the case when a lot of times it just takes an adult conversation. You know what? I fucked up. You know what? I'm sorry. How can we fix this? And and a lot of times the loss does not have to be the loss. And that's just my opinion. You understand what I'm saying? A lot of times. That's a good one. Also, remember, some people don't don't they struggle with accepting accountability, right? Right. And someone never in their life was held responsible for any of their actions. You think and that's some of these guys that are uh, um. Mama boys, right? That's what we call my mama boys. Their mothers have always been seem all right for them. So now they out, they grown, they in these adult relationships. They don't know how to apologize. They don't know how to 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 uh, take accountability because they never had to do those things before. So you have a lot of grown men and women Correct. that don't know how to uh, to take accountability that don't know how to apologize and they just right. grab a bench walk away because it's so much easier 
or they book ahead. You know, that's what I call it. Like they book ahead. When they start to see they messing up, they just book ahead and meet somebody else. And then when mm-hmm. that person gets tired, it's like, okay, that's fine because, you know, I already started this other relationship. And that's, it, it's like a cycle with y'all. And it, they just keep doing that and doing that and never taking accountability for any of their actions. Absolutely. There are a lot, there are um, a lot of people, people like that. I'm like, don't, what, what is going on? Women don't feel like Women don't feel they are ever wrong. Oh, Lord. Here you, here he go. Don, shut up. That's not true. Women, women do feel that they're wrong. We may just not admit it. <laughs> <laughs> I ain't about to tell you I'm wrong. I know I was wrong. And that's why I try to make up with you. But I'm not going to be like, you know what? My bad. I was wrong. That's why I came over here and I was like, baby, what you, you, you ready to eat? You want something? You want some food? <laughs> Apologize without apologizing, so to say. But you have people why that don't even want to do You know I'm sorry. But, you, but that's the thing. You have people that <laughs> need to apologize. apologize what you said? She's apologizing indirectly. She apologizes right. Indirectly. But a lot of people don't want to do that. They, they let their ego, they let everything get in the way of a lot of things. And then before you know it, a friendship that probably could have been fixed, a relationship that probably could have been fixed, only took a grown folks conversation. You know what, my bad. I was overwhelmed. Or, you know, I was having a bad day. And, and a lot of what, 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 is, what is the, what is the, um, the TikTok says, everybody grown until it's time to apologize. And that is true. That is very, very true. Unfortunately. <laughs> I'm not, I may not say sorry, but you won't know I'm sorry by my actions. I ain't got to physically <laughs> say it. <laughs> but sometimes you don't need to get her, you know. Nah, I'm lying. I'm lying. I'm not, I, let me tell you, it's not, it is not easy. I'm not going to sit here and say, like, it's easy to be just like, you know what? I'm sorry. It's not an easy thing to do for anybody. I don't think. Right. But if it's needed, I'll say it. Only if it's needed. <laughs> <laughs> terrible, terrible, terrible. Oh my God. So your main su- so um Shakina, your main suggestion for people dealing with grief is uh counseling. Yes, I do suggest that people get counseling so they can actually process through whatever they're feeling. Um, like I said, once again, grief is normal, but at some point there there are different types of grief. And so, one of the, I think one of the most important types of grief there is, is like this, it's called disenfranchised grief. And that's Mm -hmm. for a lot of people that um, say, like, if you had a partner and he um, he died, right? And Mm -hmm. um, you didn't go to the funeral. Or just a friend or something or someone that you are not able to see that person or to say, to get any closure, that's what is disenfranchised grief, and that happens so often. Like people say, you know, they cat ran away. You know, a lot of people are really attached to their animals, and so mm-hmm. what they do is that because they cat ran away, they'll go out and buy a cat that looks just like identical like that previous cat because they can't let go of that cat that actually that they love and care for. So and it's just like anything else. Um, another important thing, uh, another important um, topic for grief is like anticipatory grief. So when people are diagnosed with like any type of planning and illness, when you know someone is going to die, 
you immediately start to grieve that person. What people start to feel is that, you know, when that person moves off, um, they don't have those feelings and they don't understand why. And they get confused and they try to make themselves have those feelings. Well, you can't make yourself have those feelings because for those six months, you already been grieving and you didn't even know that. Mm-hmm. You knew that this person wasn't going to live. And then the fact that the minute that you knew that that person was not going, had this terminal illness, um, you immediately started grieving because you're like, okay, so now I got to start planning a funeral. Well, what did I do? You started doing all of those things to prepare for their demise. And when the person sort of dies, you sort of relieve because that person is not in agony and pain no more, and you no longer have to be the caretaker for that person. People don't understand that. And when you go for counseling, there is different counseling for certain things. And there's a lot of support groups. There's support groups for people that have breakups. There's support groups for people that parents, um, parents that had miscarriage, stillborn, right? There's um, support groups for um, widows, people that die of suicide, um, terminal illness, a loss of a miscarriage, any, anything. There are support groups. There are groups out there. Um, and some of them are online, some of them are within your community, and I will be posting all of that stuff on my um, business website so I can give people the resources, um, resources, and, um, and also provide like a support, support group as well. I will be starting a support group sometime in um, September. Okay. So we have a Okay, we had a couple of questions. Can they go to Ms. Freeman for counseling? And do you? how do you feel about selling help books? How do I feel about what? Selling help books. I guess various books to help people or direct them to guide them. Like how Don asked. About self-help books. So, that's what it said? No, self. Yeah, not self. self how do you feel about self-help book, help books? Oh, Self-help books are actually wonderful. It helps mm-hmm. you in whether they're professional or per, um, personal or professional development or in their lives. Um, it provides them with tools that you can't get by Googling, um, especially if you don't have access to, like, a mentor or a coach or someone in that in that field or whatever you're trying to work on. Um, the first thing to do is to go ahead and get a um, self-help book because that's going to help you start out. Okay. You guys are absolutely right about like the grieving process. Like when you know somebody has a terminal, a terminal um, illness, like grieving them. Cause that's what happened to me. Like with my father, like my father had um, rectal cancer. So I knew for, I knew for a while it was, it was coming. Right. So I, I mean, I literally like I, I cried just about every time I went to see him in the hospital. Like it was just like, you know me, because I'm emotional and I cry all the time. <laughs> I'm Miss Crybaby over here. But, like, at his funeral, I, like, it it, just, it was like a regular day for me because I had already grieved yeah, already through the from state. before he passed away up until, like, me having to do the funeral and this, then the third. So the day of, it was just like, I already knew, I, this day I knew was coming. Right. So it wasn't, I had already grieved him. I had already knew that it was going to be you over before everybody else did. Right, you went through the so same I mean, not saying that it didn't phase me at the funeral, but when my brother and my sister were up there boo-hoo-hoo-hoo crying, and I'm sitting there with a straight face on like... 
You want to eat? Y'all like, like y'all act like y'all didn't know. Right. Y'all like y'all act like y'all didn't know this was coming, but just because y'all weren't there, y'all weren't doing the things. Y'all didn't make it right. Y'all father before he passed away, so right. now y'all crying. Boo hoo, crying because y'all wasn't there. I was there, so right. I didn't cry because he died. Because I had already grieved him while he was still alive. Because I had to watch him go through his pain. I had to watch him go through that pain. And nobody would, you know, just me and my, me, myself and I, pretty much. Besides, you know, my fiance and my uncles or whatever. But none of his other kids. And that's why they up in here, boo-boo crying. You, you accepted the fact right. that it actually happened. Yeah. Okay. I had already grieved yeah, him. And so, I already knew. So you already experienced that. And so other people that wasn't around, um, they experienced it a little different because that could be guilt too. They could be feeling guilty because they wasn't there. And so, mm -hmm. um, like, I, like I said, sometimes that's just, it's just an unfortunate feeling for them because they will have that, um, that extensive grief. That sadness and stuff like that because they have to get some sort of closure and um, hoping that that person will forgive them for their um, for their actions. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. But you won't know if they if you're forgiven because that person's no longer here to tell you I forgave you. Correct. Correct. Any thoughts, precious comments, responses? I'm not very good with grief. You're not. I'm not. Okay. I'm not good with grief. So this topic is something that, you know, I'm still dealing with grief. Mm -hmm. I'm still dealing with grief. I kind of, I don't really have any, like, much things to say. I'm listening. Right. I'm taking it in because I'm trying to figure out ways on how to deal with my own grief. That, right. One day, right. One day at a time, one step at a time. One day at a time, I do believe that um, the self-help books that you guys were talking about definitely work. I want to read her book as well. So I was thinking about, you know, that and stuff. So that's really it. I don't deal with grief well. Okay. okay. At all. Right, but but I think that's everybody. I think everybody deals with it differently. Some people might can handle it uh, more, you know, better than others. And then some people might be like, "Listen, I can't deal with it. I, I get it. It is what it is. But I can't deal. I don't even want to have the conversation." You understand what I'm saying? Because especially when it's um, whether a loved one or a, a regular relationship, you know, a lot of people can't manage it. Whether you know on different levels. Is I don't it think I don't think that I, I don't think that I handle grief well. I just feel that I'm always trying to be strong for other people. Yeah. So in trying to be strong for them, I have to also be strong for myself. Yeah, so correct. I'm out here just trying to be Miss Do It All. You need to show me the cry. I can't be all if possibly because I cry all the damn time. <laughs> so that could be why you cry all the time because you gotta let it out some type of way. I got, Yo, I, let me tell you something. Right. Crying is the best thing that can ever happen to anybody. Crying is a sign of grief, of letting it out. And if you're always strong for everyone else, when are you going to be um, soft and, and pink for yourself? But you know, it's very draining. It is very draining having to be strong for everybody else. Oh, and everybody I knows I'm a big ass softie. Everyone knows that I cry. I will cry at the drop of a dime. You go like that, Rainbow can dig up some tears. You would think the way that I, the, the, uh, how I cry so often, you would think I would run out of tears. I'm telling you. Yeah. I'm 
we we gonna be look, we gonna be crying together. I'm gonna be strong for you, but we gonna be tears gonna be rolling down while I'm strong. But it's okay because I think sometimes you need to cry because there's a lot of emotion that you let out crying and don't realize, and then when you when you cry, you be like, it makes you feel better. You feel better after crying. That's why I let it out. I'll be like, that nigga got a one nerve today. (laughs) You know what? I feel better. Right. I feel better. But um, also remember what they say is that the strongest person is also the most sensitive person. Very much so. Very much so. The strongest person is the one that needs the most love and affection. They don't get it because they always got to be strong for everyone else. Mm. I didn't say that's what it said. <laughs> okay. Say Sometimes well, I, I feel offended on certain things and I always feel like I got to be on defense mode. So, okay, it's making sense. Because I'm tired. It's very draining trying to be not, I, I don't feel, I, be, I don't know. I don't know. Maybe I am because everybody be like, you so mean. I'll be like, but I'm not mean. Like but That's right. That's what I hear. <laughs> and I'll be like, okay. <laughs> Right, but it's to the point. I'm unbothered when I hear that. Why you? Why you so mean? Why you look so? Whatever. It, that, that's they, your business. You know, that's how you feel. That's how you interpret it. That's your business. I can't right. help you. He said, <laughs> "Don said we mean." <laughs> no, we just got to be mean to him because he want to play all day. Nah, I don't. I'm not mean. This is the whole thing. I'm not mean to Don, so I don't know what the hell he's talking about. I just tell him what it is and what it ain't. But he says that's be, us being me. He doesn't like that. Oh, I know you gotta go soon, Mr. Yeah, King. People, but also, too, being mean can be a defense mechanism as well. Oh, okay. That, that can be that can be a way. It's, it's absolutely it, no. It absolutely is for so some people for being so pretending not to be so sensitive. Um, not letting you know showing any feelings and stuff like being like, that's so type like thing. nah. Every, I'm telling you, I I I have no problem with telling anyone. <laughs> I am fragile. I am sensitive, and I will cry if you talk to me the wrong way. But know that I try to beat your ass in the process. <laughs> but I'm a cry. I'm a cry and try to fight you. No, nah, I'm not trying to fight nobody. I'm not a fighter. I'm a lover. Maybe I'm not even that. I don't even know. <laughs> When you're grieving, right? When you're grieving, is there specific? Is there is no specific time frame, correct? Or how long you should grieve, or anything? For somebody to tell you that, um, it's crazy. Normally, about a few months, but if you're grieving something or someone over a year, then that is that is called prolonged grief. And that's when you need to. That's when you need to go get some therapy. Because oh, okay. So it's technically a year, um, and after you're it's called on grief. Stuff like that. And huh? No, I'm trying to get what you're saying. You said it's technically a year. Anything over a year is considered holds on grief. Prolonged grief. Oh, prolonged. Prolonged grief. But I, 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 I feel like it depends on who you're grieving. Hmm. Okay. Because Precious is saying that she's grieving. It's her mother that she's grieving. Okay. That's just that's a that's a hard one to like. That's a hard one to get over. What happens is that when person when a person is so when a person is the person is looking for um, grieving counseling, right? You work that person. Usually, you work with that person after two or three months after the person had that loss. Because you want to make sure that that person is getting into their get into that feeling and process and stuff. Then you can start to help them 
sort of um, start making sense of the situation, right? So you work with that person two months, four, five, six months, anything pretty much after a year, if you still grieving or for anything, that is considered prolonged grief. And that is because that now has become a, a mental illness. Mm. You know, now that it's, you know. Meaning, so meaning what? Like grieving how? We go, uh, huh? Like, I, I, I don't, like, I feel like I'm still grieving my father's death. I still like, I feel like I, like every so often I just remember not and I'll start to cry. Is that me still grieving? Right. Or is that's, that just that's different. That's, that's, that's different. You know that he is, you know, longer he's not, you know, he's longer dead, right? You know, he's dead and you know, he's no longer coming home um, that you'll never see him again. I'm talking about people that still has not accepted the fact that think that this person mm. walk the door. Um, people that feel like, okay, I didn't cancel the trip because you know we're gonna go. No, he is got gone. you. I, I, I get, I got what you. They, they're a little delusional. So yeah. So um, it's you know if a song comes up, right? That can remind you of a person. Traditions, those rituals, those holidays, right? You want to always think of your father if you had celebrate Christmas and Thanksgiving and his birthday and Father's mm-hmm. Day. That's normal. What's not oh. normal is that you buying your father gifts like, oh, so Raymond, what you doing? Oh, I'm in the store. I'm buying my dad a gift. Yeah, I'm gonna buy him a gift. I'm gonna save it for him. That is prolonged. Okay. God, you're not yeah. accepting the fact that See, now, 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 now that makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> uh, make sure that my girl ain't going crazy. That's why you said one year, and I'm like, wait a minute. Yeah, she ain't, she, she, she's not in denial that her mother passed away. It's just that she's still having a hard time. Accepting the Not accepting the fact that she's dead, but she's just having a hard time with her emotions. Like, like you said, every so often she starts, she'll have a breakdown. Which is okay because she's human. And, you so, and, so, and, so, and so she probably needs to get some closure on that, right? Maybe there was some stuff that she never got the chance to say to her mother. Maybe there was some something that she needed to do with mom before mom had, had actually um, actually died. And so what she needs to do is that she really needs to speak to someone and try to get some closure on that. And then she will start to feel better. Once okay. you, get you, stuff, you will feel a lot, a lot better. Of course, like I said, those holidays, the songs, even you know, you celebrate people. Um, I lost three, three people last year, right? And mm. so this year marked their first year anniversary, and it was very, it, it was very hard um, going through the going through the emotion. That's why I wasn't able to meet with you guys last week Monday. Marked the first year anniversary of my ex-husband that I was with for 20 years and mm. so um, I had to be strong for my kids and so by me being strong for my kids it took me a longer time to because I had to be strong for my kids and I had to also be strong for my grandchildren and I was not taking time out to take care of myself and I right. up and I almost lost my own life because I wasn't taking care of myself and what mm. I learned um Going through counseling, they told me that it was a broken heart. The such thing called broken heart syndrome is true. They said that I, um, last year in August, I got so sick. I was in and out of the hospital, couldn't figure out why. I was testing negative for COVID. And what I learned was that I actually 
said it was a broken heart syndrome. I was with this person for 20 years. Um, and I got really, really, really sick. I couldn't even, I couldn't walk. I couldn't talk. Like, it was really bad. You couldn't um, function. I started packing up my stuff and was like, well, it's my turn. And I started planning for my own funeral because I was like, I'm not going to make it. I kept going, mm-hmm. I'm not going to make it. And so um, once I got myself better, I went through counseling and um, I I went through the whole process and I had to take care of myself. And once I took care of myself and I, I understood that process, um, it, it made sense to me. And I really, you know, before all of this happened, I already became a life insurance agent and I already became a grief counselor. I just said I didn't have the experience, right? So um, that last year, around April, I became a life insurance agent. In May, I became a a um, grief counselor because I was working with the geriatric population. And every time they I discharged them from a psychiatric hospital, they would die. And I was mm. like, what in the world is going on? And not only would they die, the family didn't have, of course, they didn't have their discussion. So no one knows what to do with mom or dad. Who wants to be buried? Who wants to be cremated? No one knew what to do with these loved ones. And so that made me angry because a lot of parents had some resentment. I mean, a lot of the kids had a lot of resentment towards their parents. Remember, this is a psychiatric hospital, meaning that these individuals that were dying were in the hospital for 20 years, 30 years, 10 years. And so, you know, if you think about it many, many, many years ago, they didn't have um, all of these um, medications and they didn't really know how to treat people with mental illness. Right. But before they were hospitalized, they put their children in the freezer. They burnt their children. They did these things to their children because they wasn't properly diagnosed and wasn't properly on medication. And so these children remembered it as adults. And now, and now it's their parents are dead and they don't want to have nothing to do with them. And so I had to learn, I had to work with the children for them to put their their feelings aside. Not like I didn't, like, had to validate their feelings and their emotions and their trauma just so they can provide the proper service and the proper care for their loved ones. And that was hard. So that all that stuff made me mad. And because that made me mad, (laughs) um, just like I believe in what Mike Murdoch said, he said, anger is passion and anger is a food for your assignment. So I went to work. I was like, well, how could I become a licensed insurance agent? And how come we need to start talking to to a family? And I'm so tired of saying, go find me. We need to do something. Why black not have life insurance? That and so that was the start of everything. Once I started that in June, my sister died. <laughs> um, in July, she, um, my ex husband died. In September, my other sister died, which is like my little cousin. I have my own um, breast death. So here I am now. Right. Mm-hmm. This makes sense to me. Okay. Okay. Well, like we mentioned, or like I mentioned to you earlier before we got on the show, we definitely may have to do a, a part two. For one, just so you could be visible of course because i know you had a connection issue and then two so you can um we can go more detail because there's never enough time to be doing certain things and this is one thing that i think really needs to be touched on you know what the resources whether um guiding people on how to go about doing so and you know just being able to identify you know i'm grieving just give me a minute or 
I don't know why I'm angry. I don't know why I'm emotional and I know emotional and then see, you know, just take it from there because this is definitely one of the areas we all tend to lack on identifying when a person is grieving and, um, you know, being able to help them cope with it, I'm guessing, so to say. Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely right. And it's, 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 you know, the stigmas and the stereotypes and the taboos all around um, getting mental health treatment and um, life insurance. When people have life insurance, if they lose their job, the first thing they do is stop paying their life insurance. I'm like, why? You can die any minute like now. Who is going to take care of you? That is not a bill that you choose not to, um, to stop paying. That's right. Mm-hmm. But, like you, you said, it's a stigma. It's a stigma in the black community. If you have the right life insurance. Yeah, you have the right life insurance policy. Guess what? You have equity. That's money right there. Call your life insurance agent and borrow money from uh, from your um, from your policy and pay Absolutely. your bills for the next two months. You don't even have to do that so at certain times. like that. But certain times, there's certain yeah. situations with different policies that if you lose your job, they pay into your policy for um, 90 days or six months if there's a situation. They, you don't always have to borrow from right. the policy because a lot of times when you borrow from the policy, it takes away from the value of the policy. So when no, she's saying if you get into a bind and you need the money, you can borrow from it. She's not right. saying just the to- also if you call them and let them know that you're in this bind, that cash value that you do have they're going to take that cash value and they're going to keep on paying your monthly premium that's, that's what i'm just saying yeah and so that's what that's what life insurance is they do not want you to get rid of they don't want your policy to lapse because if your policy lapses, then you start and keep it on your policy lapse and statement you're starting all over so if mm-hmm. you have this policy mm-hmm. for 26 years guess what the once it lasts and you put reinstatement it's starting a holy policy you lose your right. you lose it yeah you lose it all that's the reason why um they like what she's saying is absolutely correct Exactly, and that's what right. That's what I was trying to say because once you borrow from it, it definitely takes away from the value of the policy. Well, no, your value is still the same. It's just that if you, God forbid, if you was to die today without paying back that loan, they're just deducting that from right, right, right. It depends on what they're deducting, but you still have a policy in place. So mm-hmm. if you took out $1,500 and you never paid back that $1,500, guess what? Your policy that was for $30,000 now is, what, $28,500 um, because you never paid that back. So you don't lose out on, on anything. Right. Um, it's actually it's actually ideal for that's the best thing to do when you are in a bond and you need to you need money. Um, you will get that money within seven, five to seven days. And either you can pay it back or you just like, well, you know what, my, my policy just won't be short a couple thousand dollars. I'll be whatever enough to pay. It's up to it's up to you. But the most important thing is that people should not get rid of their um stop making payments on their policy. And everyone should have life insurance. <laughs> like that's just a necessity. That is a necessity. Get life insurance. It's like pay yourself. Take care of yourself because your family's not going to do it for you. They don't know what you want because you never had that conversation. Um, and um, that's just that's pretty much how I leave it. Like, don't don't leave it up to family members to go find me. That is that's embarrassing. <laughs> and that's, and that, it kills
have the, the, the care to care for yourself or your loved ones. Because life insurance is for the people that um, that are alive. You leave that for your loved ones. Correct. Um, mm-hmm. But if you lose that, that financial, um, you want to make sure that they do have that same financial stability that they had once you left. So it's sort of like a replacement for your finances once you're gone. But it's just, it's just enough to carry you into the care of your financial system. Oh, she breaking up. It, it just kills me because we have insurance on every, like people will have insurance on everything. Else on their, their phone car. and everything, but on not their everything. car, their cell phone, their this, their that, but don't have no insurance for themselves. And it's not even, uh, it, it just, I don't even need, I don't even need you to leave if, God forbid, I don't need, I wouldn't need my significant other to have a policy where, oh, well, when he die, I'm going I'm to be paid. Just have Money so I could bury you, right? Or right, cremate you, right, right. whatever it is that you want to be done. Just make sure that there's enough money for that. Other than that, I can I can take care of myself after you're gone. But they don't. People don't even be having insurance policies for that. Correct. Correct. Right. Right. And I always tell people, I'm like, well, you have insurance for your car. You have insurance for your phone. You mm-hmm. think those are more valuable than your life? Right. Um, I, I, I'm confused about that. If you can have those things and what a lot of us have been trying to do, and I'm talking about like life insurance agents and, and managers and stuff like that, it should be something that's required by law. Just like it's by law, you have to have car insurance. Well, by law, you should have life insurance. And so there are some by law, you have to have about that. Like, you need to have health insurance. That. that should be a requirement. Right, it's required by the law for you to have health insurance now too. If not, you right. gotta pay. You gotta so pay back your insurance, and you have to have life. I mean, um, car insurance, and most people mm-hmm. have insurance on their wash machine, they drive, but you don't have have insurance on your life. It's just nope. it's, it's ridiculous. And getting people to like understand the importance of it, like, like, well, I'm not gonna die. Well, we all gonna die, sweetie. We all gonna, we just don't know when. We all here. Everybody, everybody dies. Right, that's the guarantee in life. That's the only guarantee in life. Is that well? I mean, right now, my guarantees are I'm gonna stay black, die, and I gotta pay my taxes. Those are my three guarantees. Right, but we definitely appreciate you, Mr. Keto. I know you are. I know you did mention you only had you know you 45 minutes. I know you you know you're out and about. We definitely. Already, I got you. <laughs> See, so it kind of worked out. It, that was, it was 45 minutes when she was in the library using the internet. She right. didn't need them no more. <laughs> so it kind of worked out. I got kicked out, but I always go to the library because if you are like, if you are really, if, for most people to have your business, or all of you have your business, it's hard to do work at home. You need to remove yourself. And go
she has to bake her cakes in the house. So oh, if you got to stay in the house. I'll be tired. And I, have, and I have two laptops. I have a desktop. I have an iPad. You see me on my iPad. I have three phones, and it's still I need to remove myself. But even when I travel, I take my laptop with me and everything. It'd it be a whole lot because I always overpack anyway. And then on top of it, having to bring the laptop and then my. Let me. Let me I'm tired. Let me tell you this. When I'm on vacation, I'm on vacation. Don't ask me to do nothing. I I'm going. I'm outside. Girl, I don't even. Half the time, I don't even know where my phone is. <laughs> well, I'm going to have to try that because I ain't tried that yet because, man, listen, if the only thing that I have gotten a lot of respect on now is they've been respecting my business hours. I was getting text messages 12 o'clock, 1 o'clock, 3 o'clock. I was like, good Lord, if I was laid up, he would not want to leave. What are we doing? Right, right. So that's why I definitely had to reiterate it and post it like, I don't ask for much. Just please. Business hours is business hours. Don't call me about a Hennessy cake at 2.30 in the morning. And <laughs> or I might be baking, you know? So it's definitely a lot to, to deal with when you want to go into business for yourself and do everything on your own. You, when you are in business for yourself, you are open 20. It feels like you're open 24-7. Literally. Literally. I wake up. You do feel like that there is no there is no cutoff because you want to make sure that you are getting busy, but you have to you have to commit to just giving yourself uh, a time. Because guess what? As they calling you, you can't call them during that time. Girl, I'm calling you on my lunch break. You know I'm at work. So why right, you right. You gotta take me away. Right. Well, I'm, well, I'm sorry. I'm going to do something. So it's called working, and I am not available until after six o'clock. You have to be real stern with that. Right. I get a lot of texts in the night. I'm sorry. I'm texting you so late, but I work overnight. And then I'll look at the message and be like, well, I got a phone in the morning. Sometimes I'll be tempted because I don't be liking certain icons on my phone. And then I'll be like, no, it's phone in the morning. And I'll wake up to the texts and sell things. You can open it. That don't mean you got to answer them at that no. time. Now, I ain't going to open it because a lot of people have these angels and it's so red message and not red now, message. I, I would forget anyway. If I read the message, I'd be like, oh, you text me, huh? Oh, my bad. I forgot. Right. That's why I don't respond. I'll leave it as an open message and then I'll respond back to it. But we definitely thank you. We, um, we definitely. Yeah, we're going to have to, we're going to have to, we're going to have to revisit this when she act when, you know, when Virginia is in heaven, it's a uh, bad weather. Yeah, can uh, actually. Maybe when I'm in Connecticut, how about that? <laughs> okay. You know, and then we'll definitely put it together for part two, and then we can make it do from there. And then you know, um, hopefully by that time we all be done had our books, and then we can um give our opinions and our thoughts on it. We can order it from you. You can ship it out. Um, because I guess Dawn's not going to bring me my book that was dropped off. I mean, he already read. Like, he already read it. He needs to just pass it on. He said. He said, "What book? That's his book." So I guess I ain't getting my book no time soon. So I'm gonna have to order it. But it's cool. But yeah. But hopefully by the time we do a part two, we'll all have our books and then take it from there. And then you know, work on it from there. And then you know, educate from the, on you know from reading it our different point of views and then letting everybody know from there. So that could Absolutely. definitely be too. yeah. Yeah, and then I can also just keep you abreast of, like, upcoming stuff and the, and the resources because I am, like I said, one thing that I'm working on now is really starting, um, really trying to put together a support group, a virtual support group that's going to be available to the public, and that is for anybody that needs support, 
that want mm. to just let things off their chest, you have some place, a safe place where you can do that. Um, resources for people that have books, that have podcasts, anything that's related to grief, I'm going to open it up just to have a resource for, for a place for people to go. Um, and they don't have that on um, online because there's a lot of restrictions. Like, a lot of people do not want to, to post, um, you know, if you're selling a book and stuff like that. And that's not, you know, if you're really in the business of helping people, then you should be able to provide all types of services. Absolutely. Um, resources. Um, everybody can make money. There's enough money to make money for everyone. But to, Absolutely. You know, everybody can. Right. But yes, we're going to definitely wrap it up. We went over our time. Um, we appreciate you for dropping in, calling and everything. Um, once again, if don't, if everybody doesn't do it already, follow us at Queens of NYC Podcast on Instagram and Facebook. Um, follow Rainbow Refreshers, One by Rainbow, for your massages and your drinks. Follow me at Envious Creation. For your everything. For your everything. <laughs> Your treats, your events, your specialties, your personalized items. I everything. do. Yes, your everything in other words. Everything. If I don't make it already, just give me about 24 to 48 hours. I'm going to definitely put it in place. That's one thing I could definitely say. <laughs> I definitely am working on. You'll figure it out. Right. I definitely am working on a couple of new lines as well to add and to branch off to what I want to do, which is I, this one here is going to sell itself. So I don't have to work too hard on that one. I just probably run into the post office every couple of days for that. Ah, I can't take it. All right. Okay. Don't, tell, don't, don't tell it to them. Tell All it to right, me ladies. It was such a pleasure. And yes. Yes. yes, absolutely. I can't wait to do this again. Yes, we appreciate you. We okay. thank you for joining us, and then I'll reach out to you another time, and then we'll just figure out another date. All right. Okay. Thank you for having me. No problem. Thank Have you a for being here. Yes, and everybody else, we thank you. We appreciate you. We're gonna close it out and shut it down and make it do from there. Precious had to go. She had to tend to the baby. Rainbow mm-hmm. making it do on that side. I'm about to. I guess I got to Rainbow about to go find her some food. Right. Like always. <laughs> I got to feed these children on the side. So I'm going to do what I got to do on this end. And we'll catch you next week. Same time. Same channel. Have a good one, y'all. Queens of New York. Ooh. Queens of New York. <laughs> Queens of New York podcast. We're back. Y'all queens are looking awfully lovely today. Thank you. Thank you. I'll be trying. We ain't come to play today. So it's the lips for me on you. It's the lips on me for you to hear that. I just envy came through. Applying a little pressure. We got to apply a little pressure today. I don't know if they ready, y'all. Don't come for us. How do you spice up your love life with or without toys? Nice, slow, simple, mellow. No judgment here. Yeah. What you trying to do with that toy? I'm going to take it easy. Spice it up. Any suggestions when using different toys and stuff? A little bit of lube. Playing with your nipples. Sucking on your neck. Oh, my God. You won't need nothing if it's hitting. Naturally juicy, naturally wet. Right? I ain't trying to be out of order. I'm a pleasurable treat. Don't be afraid to incorporate your partner into the play. Get into it. That's the way to advertise in this world. We might not need extra partay. It's Monday, it's Monday, it's Monday. Real, raw, and uncut queens. Live on the Evening Rush Network.